Welcome to Startup Confidential. What food and beverage industry players will never tell you that you need to know if you're running a startup. Let's do this. Welcome to episode 52. Think like a scientist, plan your experiment. Nielsen's new spin-off company, Nielsen IQ, just burped up a great finding in a LinkedIn ad. It's a finding only they could offer us from the bowels of their data archive. 23% of new CPG brands get delisted in the first 12 months. I imagine it's even larger percentage by 18 months. And as my own research revealed in my book, Ramping Your Brand, almost 80% of CPG brands never get past $1 million in cash register sales, even if they survive past the first year. They just spin around in circles or flame out, usually the latter. While the number one reason for early failure is a lack of working capital and poor cash management in which you run out of money to keep producing, one of the biggest reasons for early failure is that folks don't run their business like an experiment. They don't think like a scientist and form a strategic hypothesis and then test it and be open to being wrong. Instead, the average founder just proceeds without listening to the market signals or even looking for them. It's just sell, sell, sell. Customer acquisition, boom! If there's one thing I learned in graduate school, it's that you won't learn much if you can't unlearn bad assumptions you didn't realize you had when you started your research, until some data showed you that you were dead wrong. Doctoral programs are a ritual hazing that I wouldn't wish on anyone, but at least you actually get forced to receive negative feedback after you fail. You become very used to being wrong, learning, and moving on. But not so as a business entrepreneur. It's very easy to surround yourself with a bunch of fan employees and cool t-shirts and fan emails and positivity coaches and motivational podcast streams. Look, I'm with Elon, by the way. If you need to listen to motivational podcasts, you're not an entrepreneur. So please just quit. Go be a lawyer. I have a simpatico big brother on this theme of experimenting and iterating. Adam Grant's latest social science book, Think Again. It's spreading fast. You may have heard about it. He opens the book with a chapter you should read and then read again. Early on, he cites a study of an Italian entrepreneurship program where one student cohort was taught to launch their startup with a hypothesis and use consumer research to optimize it in market, and another cohort who was given the traditional curriculum. The experimentalists in the former group outperformed the control cohort by 12 to 1 in annual revenue in the first year. They went in intending to learn from the market, not simply intending to manipulate it. Grant believes the key was something he terms confident humility, and it's a trait I rarely see among entrepreneurs in CPG. I believe the longer-than-normal process of initial product development, especially of a food or beverage, is the primary reason so many founders forget to listen and keep iterating. It's very hard to simulate repeat purchase folks in a sensory test in your commercial kitchen. This is a fallacious methodology promoted by Bigco because it's much more accurate when you're selling Wall-American innovations that aren't innovative at all, folks. In my work with early-stage brands, I regularly see product lines with suboptimal package symbolism, formulations, category positioning, you name it, make it to seven figures off of just aggressive selling. It happens regularly, folks. This is what Tom Eisenman calls a false positive, though. Everything seems great due to the initial growth, except that you have no idea why you're growing, or more importantly, whether or not it's a bloody house of cards. 
The faster the initial growth happens, the more the underlying demand problem gets buried under superficially false positive information. The quantity of sell-in cases to your distributor does not equal sell-through at the retailer automatically. And it takes time for sell-through rates to settle out, especially in brick retail. The faster you just open accounts or add doors, the longer it will take to establish your actual baseline velocities. More than one aggressive selling brand has found themselves playing account management whack-a-mole in the second year, folks. Now, I've gained a reputation as Dr. Planner because I preach about the importance strategic planning in an end of the industry where it rarely happens, let's be honest. Two years ago, I even did an episode, number 10, on the seven reasons strategic plans matter to a young consumer brand. And I'm here right now to add an eighth. Strategic plans force you to run the business like a science experiment if you let them do this. Too often, though, I see business plans become simply chess-beating exercises designed to raise money. And usually there's some silly addressable market section designed to point to billions of dollars available for the startup. In fact, most founders don't even put a plan together until they realize they need to raise funds. This is way too late to start planning, folks. Planning is not theater for venture capitalists. It's basic practice as an entrepreneur, unless you are just rich with tons of money to waste. And a few of you actually are now that I think about it, but whatever. At least you're doing something constructive, not writing shitty PowerPoints about why we shouldn't have national health insurance or labor unions. Excuse me, I digress. The point I'm making here is that your offering needs to have an hypothesis about how you are going to get money to come to your P&L from other brands. And this hypothesis has to be behavior-based. It should not be based on your beer-infused lofty aspirations about behavior that you haven't just studied. This hypothesis that I'm talking about should be the top line of your one-page strat plan. Yes, one freaking page. If any of you go off and create a deck, I swear don't ever admit it to me. Save your pretty little decks for investors. What you need is a very simple plan for your experiment. Then collect just enough data to understand what is going on, especially if you're doing well. And please, for God's sakes, don't forget that you have to collect data from your fans about why they like you, not just random consumers who've had you once. You have to do this to understand what you really have, what your products mean to people who buy you repeatedly, because it's fans that build brands, not founders. You have to honor their behavior as the founder scientist by studying it. It holds the keys to exponential growth you can bank on. And that's all for now, folks. As always, be safe out there. Dr. Richardson's new book, Ramping Your Brand, is available now on Amazon. Please check it out and spread the word. And don't forget also to take his founder's quiz to see if your team is ready to ride the ramp of exponential growth. You can download the quiz at rampingyourbrand.com anytime. And feel free to share your scores with Dr. Richardson anytime at james at premiumgrowthsolutions.com.